Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. A pretty fascinating night of soccer across the Western Hemisphere last night. Uruguay, coached by Marcelo Bielsa, gave Argentina a 2-0 slap in the face at the Bombonera. And then Colombia beat Brazil on two late Luis Diaz goals. Oh, the drama in Barranquilla. And then Panama humiliated Costa Rica at home, 3-0. And then in Austin, we got a comfortable victory over Trinidad. Right, Greg? I mean, I feel like the way you were reading it, you were going to say, and then we we lost to Trinidad in a 3-0 victory. <laughs> I should have said that. Yeah. Uh, it, it did feel like that. You know, we've talked a lot about the psychology of, of watching games like this where you don't get your goals until late, even if it tends to feel like they are coming. Um and that, that was, that's what my experience was. I don't know. Maybe other people didn't think that there were going to be any goals coming. But when you don't have them yet, uh, the accumulated frustration can be a lot. It can take its toll. Yeah. Uh, players, fierce... I think for the players, too. I think you see the body language. And, like, you know, when you're watching our guys and you see, you know, once we score the goal and we still want more because of the nature of the tie, like the body language, there's a shift. And suddenly, instead of, like, flailing, we're, like, hunting. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It did feel that way. But now it's like, oh, now we are after it. I had a little fear creep in in the second half as we, you know, I was like, are there really only 10 minutes left? We still don't have a goal. I want to know, I want to know how many people were double checking the Nations League rules to figure out what the playoff would look like if we don't beat Trinidad <laughs> in, in this two-legged tie. Like, all right, so, so if we lose this, then we just have a one-off playoff against another loser to still make the Copa, right? Right. Is that what it was? Because I didn't look. I didn't look it up. <laughs> I didn't make. I didn't bring myself to actually Google it. But yes, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. The losers of these four uh, quarterfinals will play, and I think two of them still make it into the Copa. Well, in the in the cold light of day. Well, in my case, rather warm light of day. It was a pretty interesting game. There was there's some interesting stuff to talk about, don't you think? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's it's interesting and also not necessarily much that you can apply to other games. Yeah. But there's there's things you can learn about players and their ability to solve a a kind of tricky problem in the in the moment, you know? Um at least that's how I look at it. Should we jump right into the lineups? Yeah, let's let's talk about who we played. It was a great lineup announcement for us. Yeah, it was like exactly what we wanted, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Turner in goal, Dest, Cameron Carter-Vickers, uh, Ream, and Jedi across the back line. McKenney and Musa as the, uh, I guess, is it okay to call it a double pivot, Greg? I always hesitate with that, but. I think I'm fine calling it a double pivot. Okay. And no problem with that. I mean, it's fun to say double pivot, so whenever I get a chance to, I want to say it. And um, Reyna as the, you know, I guess the 10, Tillman, Balligan, and Paredes across the front line. Paredes on the left, Tillman on the right, notably. In our in attack, our band of five was, uh, I mean, I think the base band of five was Paredes out wide left, uh, Reyna in the half space, left half space, Balligan, Tillman in the right half space, and then Dest wide right although um you know jedi did get forward quite a bit too yeah and jedi would get forward but not necessarily always wide right like he would get forward sometimes tucked in sometimes wide yeah 
Jedi in the half space is a little bit uh, confusing to me, but. Uh, but, but yeah, de- definitely notable. Like like we talked about when we weren't sure if it was going to be Tillman or Reyna Central. I mean, we weren't sure if Tillman was even going to be in the eleven. Um, but like you could pause it almost any time we were in possession, and it's very much like uh, Tillman and Reyna almost symmetrical, uh, playing right underneath Balo. Never never the case that Tillman was being like a winger out there. Right. Yeah. And then um, Trinidad and Tobago had Denzel Smith and goal a. You know, an extremely low block, especially, I mean, not especially. It was a low block the whole game. When, when they had 11 and when they had 10 on the field, it was kind of the same, basically the same thing going on. But anyway, Denzel Smith on the in goal, Shannon Gomez, Alvin Jones, Justin J- Julian Garcia, uh, Aubrey David, and Andre Augustin Raymond across the back line. And then Ryan Telfer, Andre Rampersad, uh, Daniel Phillips, and Noah Powder in the band of four and uh, Malcolm Shaw as the striker. But they got everybody behind the ball a lot of the game, and especially after uh, Powder got sent off in the first half. Yeah, we, we talked about our worry level, uh, and you know I, I very uh, adamantly was not worried coming into this game um, because we you know rinsed Trinidad so frequently since Cuba. Um, and this was a totally different, uh, differently focused Trinidad, and to their credit... Uh, they were very committed to staying together in this low block. They were very committed to not venturing forward whatsoever. Um, and the way the match unfolded, they were like their their sort of focus and commitment was rewarded for a long time, which tends to like uh, add to the amount of time that you can remain focused and uh, committed. Wait, what do you mean? It adds to the amount of time you can remain focused and committed. Basically, you don't get broken, right? You don't. You yeah. don't have your will broken. You know, you can do. You can do all this thing, and if we happen to score the, you know, that first shot that Paredes hits into Balogun, uh, that's it. Like you, you come in thinking we can do this. We can do this five minutes at a time. Whatever you know, slogan is helping you stay focused and committed. And then if you concede, it's very easy to just break and be like, we didn't do it. <laughs> all yeah. is lost. Uh, yep. well, uh, and and you can sort of lose. You know, you lose one player even a little bit, and then the domino effects will spill over and. And because it, we didn't, because we didn't convert any of our chances, um, you know, you can almost see, you can see a team even get more like into it, like, oh, we can we can pull this off. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna do this. We've got the miracles in front of us. Uh, so again, I, I do want to give them credit for having that mentality, uh, having that organization, and then not entirely give us a pass for not breaking their will sooner. Yeah, they did. Did seem a little bit like they were growing in belief as the game went on, and. Um, and they I mean, almost to do it did it. 10. Yeah, to do it with ten, to do 15. be doing it with ten players is yeah. Yeah, that's that's that would have been it would have been remarkable. Well, so that probably leads us to the central question, which is why couldn't we break their will earlier? Um, how much should we uh, feel terrible about that? <laughs> and um, I think we'll get into it to the timeline. So one minute in, we were already sort of knocking on the door and um let me describe what happened here because it's, it's kind of interesting it's some work from mckinney to split defenders and find geo in the half space to the left and then jedi and kevin paredes kind of kind of lo- almost lose possession it gets recycled back to mckinney and then he he hits a diagonal very similar to the one he hit to dest in the iran game uh in the world cup and dest tries to head it across like he did against iran and he does the ball gets to 
Ballo, right at the edge of the six. And the bounce trajectory is a little tricky for him. So he tries to take it off his chest and volley it, but he gets closed down before he could get a shot off. But, you know, within 60 seconds, we had an intentional pass to Fuller and Balligan at the edge of the six. Um, not bad. Yeah, no, not at all. And again, there, I think there were actually a couple the, ne- the next item too, where we even even in their low block, we gave we managed to give Trinidad a couple of wake up calls, like, "Oh, we are we are already too stretched out. We got to tighten this up, this thing up even more." Yeah. Well, what are you thinking of as the next thing? So that the big ream ball. Yeah. Which was great. What a great yeah. ball. In the fifth minute, a good long ball from Ream to Dest diagonally. He settles it and lays it off for Tillman right at the edge of the box, and Tillman just kind of casually blasts it way over the goal. Yeah, and so this one, again, I think let Trinidad know that they were going to have to uh, drop their line of confrontation even further. <laughs> like, like we were just kind of knocking around without too much uh, intent behind our half line, and so Trinidad might have been falling asleep for a second, and then very suddenly Serginho Dest is in behind them. Uh, good first touch from him, really good laydown for Malik. I don't necessarily have a problem with Malik taking the shot here. In hindsight, like watching Malik's whole game, I'm like, ah, I wanted to see more clever stuff from him, right? He's a clever player. That's what we're hoping is that he's a lock picker for us. Um, so instead of just taking this first time from outside the box, can we use the talent of Dest, Malik, and Balligan, who are all within eight yards of each other, and create an a even higher percentage shot? Yeah, that's that's a good point, and I but I also in, at least in the moment and up until you you said that I had no problem with him taking the shot. I just had a little problem with the execution, and I think it it kind of built. You know, he had a he had some execution problems pretty frequently. I would say in the first half, um, even though I think the ideas were good, and um, that I think that built up. And some people were saying he had a terrible game. I don't know if I'd go that far, but. I, I want I want better from him, and I, I actually expect better from him. I think he will play better the next time he goes out there in the shirt. I think that's where I'm at too. Not not terrible, but kind of ineffective. I think uh, one of the ways I described it was he ended up playing really safe. And, and again, this is where I wish I'd seen more of that clever incisiveness that I think he does have. But there were plenty of times where I think he just picked a safe play. It, we weren't as bad as like passing all the way around out the outside of their shape. Uh, but we didn't necessarily, outside of Giorena, uh, try the slightly higher risk plays with much higher reward as often as I wanted. Certainly didn't execute them when we did attempt. Yeah. I mean, Tillman had the one, the little Cruyff attempt that was, um, that was, uh, uh, an attempt, you know, but, but yeah, he did, he did, um, he did just kind of play simple and sideways and backwards a lot. Um, in the sixth minute, Moose is a little loose, kind of gives it away. And as a result, McKenney goes into a challenge that uh, leaves him limping a little bit. Um, I thought, I thought Musa was, um, not his best last night either. Yeah. One of the things we talked about in the call in was just that, uh, this isn't necessarily going to be a great game for Musa's existing strengths, um, which are, you know, to help relieve, uh, press from pressure from like a high press uh where he can advance the ball through a a press sort of on his own there was no such thing in this game right like we we were facing the lowest of low blocks and so we could kind of walk the there was no need to have a player who can walk the ball up so what this game presented was an opportunity for Musa to show us a little bit more 
uh, attacking Verve and, you know, whatever, mixed results, which I think is going to be the case with Musa for most of the cycle. You know, we're going to be seeing ups and downs from him as a more attacking player that he's going to have to be for us compared to mm-hmm. what he maybe is uh, for AC Milan. Yeah, he still is. he still looks a little reluctant when he has to attack the box. I mean, he doesn't look reluctant going from our defensive third into the middle third and into the attacking third but once he gets the ball in the attacking third he's kind of he has that feel of like oh wait i'm supposed to attack now um which we also talked about on the call-in show um seventh minute a rare instance of geo eliminating somebody on the dribble in this game something else i noticed he played geo played very much within himself you know for the most part he's not trying to do too much out there he slid it out wide to Dest after beating a guy. And then Dest draws kind of some oohs and ahs from the crowd by, I don't know if he meant it as a cross or as a shot, but it but it was uh, it was generally in the direction of the goal and forced a save from Denzel Smith that was acrobatic. Yeah, Gio, Gio was playing uh, in his typical fashion that looks super simple, um, but he like peppers in just some outrageous passes that don't even necessarily come across as outrageous while he's doing it. This is, wasn't one of those, but like he has, he has some of those in this game. So uh, definitely, yeah, he definitely wasn't trying to uh, be a one man show. He's, he's a little, he's trying to be a little puppet master out there. And I, I definitely appreciate watching him. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, I thought he was great again. Um, yeah. He has a way of, he, he has a way of setting up the defenders around him with all kinds of different all kinds of different tricks of deception and then um and then doing something that's a little just a little bit su- surprising um so eighth minute we got geo out left he uh flashes it across the top of the box to malik and malik takes a poor touch it pops up on him even though he's in a he's in a pretty good pocket of space right there at the top of the box he tries to volley it over the back line for Ballo. it's a, it's kind of a mess from his first touch we win a corner we have a good corner routine. This is kind of interesting. Gio plays it um, on the deck to Malik just inside the box who kind of drives at the near post and then cuts it back to Kevin Paredes who makes decent contact first time with his left foot. It's uh, it's kind of hard to tell. It was kind of hard to tell live, but it was definitely blocked by Balogun's foot. Balogun trying to get out of the way, just couldn't get out of the way. Did you think it was going in? I have no idea. Uh, the camera work in a lot of this game was shocking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on yeah. uh, with the production, but uh, I love the routine. I don't know if it was rehearsed or if it because again with Gio, he's so clever. You just never know because he's just standing on the ball like he's about to set it and then back up to take his corner, and he's just standing there watching. And he just again, the, he's just always processing. Uh, he's such a good processor, so uh, he just sees a window, no pullback at all. Like he's just standing right on top of the ball, and he just fizzes it into. Uh, Paredes's feet so he keys it with that decision again maybe it's rehearsed and maybe this is all part of it and everyone knows but uh, Gio comes off looking real clever there and then uh, I'm sorry to Malik not to Paredes and then Malik does really well here right as he's getting yeah. bodied uh, he's not getting bodied in like a little brother way he's getting bodied like holding off the challenge while still executing his his really nice pass yeah it was nice and, it, was probably, and, it was probably Malik's best moment of the game it might have been yeah yeah. Um, we get a good. Uh, you and I kind of disagreed about this on the call in show last night, but I thought there were times where we had, it felt 
it felt like we had a little bit of an opening to attack um, Trinidad when there there's a slight amount of scrambling back going on, and we w- we weren't always I don't know the swashbuckling risk risk takers that I think we could have been in a game where there was just no chance of them scoring, and um, so I I've, I noted this moment in the tenth minute where we had a good quick attack. Uh, Geo puts a precise ball out there for for Kevin, uh, sort of a a guilt edged AVP against a um, retreating defender, and he just promptly dribbles right into the defender, and um, that's that's it. Yeah, and so I think I think what I was trying to the point I was trying to make wasn't that uh, we executed these well. It was just that I did think we were looking for him, uh, and, and the pass here from Geo I think is is an example of that. Like we win it. Yeah. We, we turn them over or whatever in midfield and it could be slow and lumbering. Uh, and again, Gio looks like he's going to do something slow and lumbering because that's just the way he moves. Uh, but he just, he just receives a nice pass from McKenney, uh, that's you know, nearly vertical. And then very quickly, like just lets the ball run past him. And then with his first touch in stride, uh, fizzes it into Paredes' pass running into the box. So I just, I, in my mind, that is like the direct play we want. We, we didn't, we didn't sort of plot our way around. It was like, boom to geo, boom, we're in the box. Uh, and then our execution, once we got there tended to be not great. Yeah. And I, I was pretty disappointed in Kevin Paredes's performance. I gotta say, um, I think I'm, I'm back in team Brendo for, for Monday because, you know, as, We've we've dinged Brendo for a long time. Aaron, that's Brendan Aronson for um, not controlling the space around him very well. But and it, there's a little bit of game state to to mention here because it was late in the game and Trinidad was exhausted. But when you could see, a, I could see a difference when Brendo was on that he was actually quite a bit better at controlling the space around him than Kevin Predis was. You know, even it, maybe not in the kind of physical way that uh, somebody like Geo can do it, but at least he was sort of in control of the situation with, when he had the ball and made some good decisions in the in the attacking third. Kevin had some nice moments, but he, he had a lot of not very nice moments too. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna remain on Team Wea and stay above the fray, and I'll let Team Brendo and Team Paredes like and Team Zendejas. I'll let I'll let y'all like all battle this out. Uh, Taylor Booth as a as a faction. Uh, you guys can do the whole anchorman thing, and I'm just gonna chill with Wea. There is no, t- there is no team Wea because he's written in pen. <laughs> you can't be on that team. Uh, no, th- but this does kind of go back to something we've, we, I've said this a lot of times. Like, uh, Paredes is having a nice start to the Bundesliga this year. Um, he's doing some nice things. If he's going to eventually be like a Wea level level player, uh, we'll kind of know. Like, we'll see it happening, and. Right now, that hasn't happened yet, and it's fine. He, we, we're going to keep giving him, I'm sure, opportunities. Um, and it'll just sort of be on him to, to prove it. Yeah. Plenty of time. Plenty of time for him. Um, and for any of the other guys. Again, it could, be, it could be Taylor Booth. I'm not saying their names is like a mocking, condescending way. I'm saying they've, they've just got to kind of show it. And right now, none of them really have. People have their favorites. But uh, right now, none of them, including Brendo, are, are really, I don't think, anywhere near the 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 way out level again game state is a big factor here but i mean brendo brendo's nice things done per 90 is uh it's pretty high for this game we'll get into it but um go ahead 
Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna throw the caveat that we really haven't thrown in yet. It's Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> like like this isn't a good team we're playing against. So I I get that Brendo's uh, did some really nice things for ninety, but just because other people were bad, we still can't like overweight what's happened here. Like remember, this Only- is the team. <laughs> this is a team that Jesus Ferreira dropped three on, and no one was saying that that's proof that he should be getting a look. It literally like got him more mocking. He became more of a punchline because he scored three goals in this game against Trinidad and Tobago. And so I just I just want to be c- careful about like you know when we're talking about who's having good moments here. It's a bad team. No, I'm only talking about Brendo in relation to Kevin Paredes. Okay, fair enough. So like I wanted Paredes to start the game. I'm saying now I don't want Paredes to start the next game. I want okay. I want Aaron, Brendan Aronson too. Um, I'd I'd be happy with the exact same lineup except for Brendan Aronson instead of Kevin Paredes. That's no, all I'm don't, saying. Don't I'm, back down. Uh, I don't I don't mean don't back down because I I, I just actually want to see more more minutes with them. I wanted this is the lineup I wanted. Uh, kind of like I kind of wanted Geo to be flipped with. Uh, I wanted Paredes to be on the right. So that yeah. Jedi could have full run of the the wide space on the left, and Des could be more free to go wherever he wants, rather than Malik being central, and then Des sort of not having like being forced to hug the touchline, but doing that more often. Uh, anyway, I don't want to just quit on the Malik Paredes train after ninety minutes here. I'm bringing like Malik back to the starting lineup for okay. sure, but not but not Paredes. Like um, I just wanted, to, I want to. Be like, you got it, Malik. You gotta, you gotta unlock some things. Like that's why we're playing you. We're not playing you to just like hit the next safe pass. You are in there to pick locks. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped from Malik. Definitely. I jumped from from Predis to Malik on you. No, that's all right. They're the two. Um, they're the two player most controversial players in the game. I think. Well, they're the auditionees, uh, right? I mean, this out of out of everyone in this lineup, those are the two that have the least amount of other than Balo, but Balo is always a guy. Uh, it Predis and. Malik are the ones who are really sort of trying to make the case. Mm-hmm. CCV, maybe. Yeah, not hard to make a case here, but you know, CCV was pretty good. Twelfth um, minute, we get a long sequence of probing attack around TNT's box. What are you laughing about? I'm just laughing about the extended diatribe I just went on, where I named nine players, and you're like, "We have we have 78 minutes left in this." <laughs> it, the the long sequence ends with a decent cross from left to right from Reyna. Uh, I mean, we we did our, you know, we gave a good college try, trying to trying to probe our way in for something, and then finally Reyna just tries to hit Tillman arriving at the back post. It's actually not a bad ball, not a bad run, just pretty well defended and uh, sent out for a corner. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you have this here one here. I I have clipped this whole sequence. I got to post it on the Discord at like two times speed because it's like a minute and a half, right? I mean, mm, it's, it's long, long, yeah. And and it moves from right to left. It moves into the box, out of the box. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if our half line ever appears in the in the frame. Um, but it was just another example of like I know we ended up hitting a ton of crosses in the second half, but that clearly wasn't like what we're trying to do to break down this low block. Like we're looking for ways in. That's Dest with several chances where he could have crossed here but doesn't. Jedi gets it out wide in the almost in the Man City zone. Doesn't just fire it in. Like tries to find a soccer solution. Uh, so we're trying but we aren't really there yet. And so, you know, there's a lot of talk about like the tactics and whether or not Berhalter has set us up well. And for me, like the, the tactics are, it's hard to really have a real discussion about tactics in a game like this, because 
when they set up as low as they are, it kind of flattens everything into one phase of the game. It's not like, okay, here's how we're going to set up in this phase. And here's how we're going to transition from this phase to this phase. It's like, this is all it is. (laughs) It's just this attacking drill over and over and over again. And so for me, the manager's role is primarily like, which players do you pick to do it? And are you putting them in spots to do it? And so I think his choice, which I was not unhappy with at all was, uh, Gio and Malik are going to be the guys who unlock us here. Uh, and we've got we've got some other good pieces around them, and it just didn't really happen. And I, so it's so you know there's the expected like uproar about Burhalter's failures here because it sort of a lot of it always gets pinned back to Burhalter. But I, for me, the the players were the players I wanted to see do it, and when they don't do it, some of it is just like yeah, Malik just didn't really do any of the things that I was hoping to see him do, and I don't know that I would necessarily put that squarely on the manager. Yeah, I haven't seen a compelling argument about the the tactics. Like we should we we did this, but we should have done that or something like that. I haven't really seen that. And and to your point about the, you know, we just didn't execute well enough. Here's I have a long paragraph here of misconnections and poor touches that were piling up at this point in the game. I just sort of uh threw them all together here. So Jedi to Kevin Paredes, a misconnection on the left side, Musa to Kevin Paredes misconnection uh press just gets blown up and kind of uh you know curls into the fetal position uh giovanni to balligan doesn't the pass doesn't hit musa to tillman and a poor touch on the half turn from malik and then uh desk gets dispossessed trying to cut him from the right side dribble past the guy paredes almost dies in a challenge with alvin jones i was terrified because you know we talk about being worried wasn't super worried about the actual outcome for most of this game was always worried that somebody was just going to ha- get wrecked and have that be the end of their season. I'm still worried about Weston's ankle. Like, it could, it, it, it didn't seem like that was good. Prentice runs the wrong route on a set piece routine. Did you know, did you notice that? Like, well, yeah. he gets, he gets bumped by the cornerback. <laughs> he gets bumped inside <laughs> the five yard cushion and can't get out of it. Um, uh, Jedi has a, plays a pass to Balogun. It gets cut out. Musa misses Dest out wide on the ground. Uh, Musa and Ballo miss a give and go. We're just not sharp enough in the tight spaces. And I think Greg said something, Greg Berhalter said something about that at halftime or even in loose spaces. We weren't that, uh, weren't sharp enough. So I, I think that's, uh, that's a bit, that was a big part of it. I don't, I, I don't know how to explain why we weren't sharper, but we weren't. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult. Like, uh, you're, you don't have a lot of rehearsal time with these players to know the intricacies of everything. So you're really just relying on sort of general best practices of, of how to combine around a tight block and you have to get a lot of things right all in a row or, or the, or you get frustrated. And, and again, speaking from TNT's perspective, doing this for 90 minutes is really difficult. Doing it down a player for 50 of those minutes, even more difficult um, and they weren't able to do it, right? They, they gave it their best shot, and they still conceded three goals, and effectively the tie is over, and we will advance to the Copa America. Well, I, say, I say confidently. <laughs> well, but I mean, that's really... Always makes me uneasy like, a little bit. Th- this, this was a super frustrating game, and it was so frustrating, and yet we still walked away 3-0 winners, and it's kind of like that's how, that's how difficult the task ahead of Trinidad was to be able to do this and they almost got everything right and they still lose 3-0. Like that's it's it's hard out there. Yeah. It is. 
So West turns his ankle in a challenge in the 18th minute. It's kind of scary. It's, it's he's, he, it was seems like he's okay, but it did hurt a lot. Um, he had his he had a, that's his second time he was down for a minute. 22nd minute, a good sequence from us. It's Reem plays it on the deck to Jedi. Jedi slips uh, Ballo in on a diagonal run across the face of goal. So this is a type of sequence that we saw over and over and over and over and over in this game. But this is one where we executed reasonably well. Ballo settles it with his back to goal and and just plays a little reverse pass into Kevin, who has drifted into the box to the inside of Ballo. And then Kevin squares it for Malik. It's very nice. It's, it's nice movement from Kevin. It's a nice choice to play that ball across to the penalty marker to Malik. And Malik tries an outside of the boot right-footed flick on goal and skies it, I mean, or sends it over the goal. Um, I think he could have, I mean, it's, there's some dis- debate about whether he, his feet were set up right for it, but, you know, the traditional thing there is to hammer it with the inside of your left foot um, right at the goal, maybe at the near post. He didn't do that. He tried this other more uh, non-traditional technique and didn't work. But it was a nice moment from Kevin Paredes and a good little moment from Ballo and Jedi, I thought. Yeah, and if this is so, this is where I'd say if Malik was a worse player, I would definitely want him to just use the inside of his left foot. I mean, if it's like a kid that me or you are coaching, that's what we tell him to do. But Malik is a good player who has a lot of different services that he's probably comfortable with. So I'm just like, yeah, if he's if he's got the technical ability to use to see that he can use the outside of his right foot to get the shot off a little quicker, a half step quicker, without having to plant. Uh, what I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> it didn't come off in this moment. Uh, so it's it's the obvious play is to be like, well, he should have done the other way instead. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, if he puts the top ends there, he we, I worship him. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We're losing our mind, and suddenly he's on. He's the new fun side. Uh, yeah. The 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 what was notable about the sequence to me was that um, it was a, another chance of us being able to quickly break behind. Trinidad's block before they set up and it came after another long spell of possession for the U.S. Uh, where we kind of worked side to side you know poked prodded lost it and Trinidad didn't really like have a run out at us they, they but they did have one guy kind of dribbling up near the sideline that CCV handled with ease oh yeah but they they did have like three other guys kind of half-heartedly jogging up with them and the whole team kind of jogged up half-heartedly with them and that was like all it took for us to move it from CCV to Ream up to Jedi and then we did quickly again identify that we can get in behind their block, and we got it. We got it done. Like this was uh, a good example of how we didn't have a ton of transition opportunities, but if you count this as one, uh, we were trying to go. Like we we talk about our decision tree, and it needs to be like look up quickly. Can we get up quickly? Usually mm-hmm. to ball again, but in this case, uh, I mean, it was like Jedi was the first sort of vertical pass from Reem. So. Uh, we were looking, uh, just, just uh, that tiny little bit of execution at the very end. Yeah. It'll, it'll be wonderful one day when we, uh, have that, the ruthlessness to just like hit those seams hard and, um, and score goals in bunches in games like this may, you know, maybe it never happens. Who knows? Um, 25th minute Tillman plays a square pass to nobody really just right to a white shirt and his shoulders kind of sag. Got to pick it up Malik. Got to pick it up. I mean, sorry. I feel like this is another one that stands out, and then I'll have more in the second half. The other thing to remember about like mistakes like this is, you know, the blown routes that we had. Uh, when you have 75% of the ball, 
all all of your different kinds of events will probably go up so your your mistakes will also increase yeah. in, like it'll just happen more you just again you just need to have a couple of really good moments your, your really good moments should also increase and that's that's what we're missing yeah we had 76 percent possession 648 passes completed to 222 which yeah, almost it, sounds like it underestimates the amount <laughs> And it wasn't a horseshoe, right? This wasn't this wasn't CCV and Reem passing it back and forth. Like CCV, uh, uh, again, probably spent maybe one and a half minutes in frame. I don't know if he was in. He was never in the picture. Yeah, yeah. We would. I mean, there was a, of course a, a horseshoeing effect when you try to you probe on one side, you can't figure anything out, and then you pass it across the top of the box and you move it across the box. So it's like a, it's a very wide horseshoe. <laughs> And a shallow one, you know. Yeah, I, I think I saw some other things about like, oh, here we go again. Like our strikers isolated, and I was like, I do not know that I can call a single player on our team isolated when the whole game is happening in a thirty-five yard vertical space. If that, yeah, yeah. Um, good pass down the seam from Jedi to Paredes. Paredes just takes a too long touch, and it runs himself out of bounds. Uh, poor touch from Geo on a pass into the pocket from Jedi. The pass was a little behind him, but. He can, you know, he can handle that. He was frustrated. I don't know if he was frustrated at himself or at Jedi. Doesn't really matter. Uh, 28th minute, Jedi takes a shot after a West ball over the top to Ballo. Ballo kind of battles for it. It gets cleared weakly. Jedi runs into it, onto it, and just lashes it wide from 20. When you see the the camera angle from behind, it's actually a really good chance uh, to, for for Jedi there. Um, and, and who knows, yeah, maybe but... if he just keeps attempting those kinds of shots, something good could happen. <laughs> You're just cooking in that ha- left half space. <laughs> we have a 29th minute, good move left to right through Geo, Jedi, Wes, and Dest. We win a corner kick when Dest slips it to Malik, and he wins um, He wins the corner. Get nothing from it. But that 30... was a little bit, that was a little bit of like, I mean, did that bring a little bit of the fun side feeling to you? Like that? just the ball kind of pinging around on the right side uh you mean on the left side oh this was, sorry this was one on the left I, I was uh i was thinking this was one of the ones on the right where we did get a little ping in action well we had a almost metaphysical discussion last night with bob morocco about like the collective will of a team and the collective uh you know decision to attack and collective ability to regulate the tempo of a game and um you didn't really weigh in on it but and you're not that you have to, but I did notice this moment from the, this sequence was a good example of Geo, not like he could probably dribble by a couple guys and break into the the Trinidad half on this sequence, but he receives it he receives it way down in our left corner and he just kind of plays like a, a almost like a lazy little pass backward to Jedi to the left. And it just sets Jedi up in a place where he can easily step by the defender who's nearest him and then play it to Wes. And then Wes is just wide open, you know, striding into the, the middle. Into the center and circle. Yeah. I like I really like that from from Geo, because it's a it's a counterintuitive kind of thing to do. Yeah, and, and if you if you heard if you were listening and you heard lazy there and like think of it as a negative thing, it, it's not at all. It's like uh, it's like an effortlessness. That he, yeah. that he always has so he's he's striding geo is striding forward and, and he's forcing the defense to retreat with him um with them having no like possibility whatsoever of actually taking the ball from him so he's pushing the whole team backward 
And as he's doing so, he essentially just leaves it behind for uh, for Jedi. It almost looks like a hockey sequence when one guy's skating as hard as he can at everybody and then just leaves the puck behind him. Yeah, for, for it's like that. So, so yeah, so he's, he's got that sort of just total, again, total control uh, over over the proceedings. Yeah. We're going to we're going to have spend a lot of time over the next 3 years just talking about Gio. Just adoring Giovanni. <laughs> it's true. Um let's see we got we got to talk about the the real quickly about the Cruyff attempt by Malik. McKenny dribbles in from the right side. McKenny was I thought pretty good in the game, maybe the maybe the least um you know, besmirchable of the <laughs> of our players. He uh dribbles in from the right, squares it to Gio. He plays a good Gio plays a good pass on the ground to Malik just inside the box and it was a nice sequence and then Malik tries to Cruyff it to to Ballo in behind and it's just uh a little behind him. I and Ballo might have been offside too. I don't know. Just didn't get it quite right. But uh, but it could have been great. And you do yeah. need that kind of stuff in that moment to break a low block. In my yeah, opinion. it was I, I loved the choice. We actually had like two guys in the vicinity of the, where the Cruyff was headed. So we had a nice numbers uh, situation, even if it weren't uh, exactly where it needed to be. Like it definitely could have come off. So full credit to Malik. Love, love, a love a Cruyff, love any kind of sauce. Um, I'll go back to the fun side bit a little bit because uh, I genuinely think that without Wea out there with Surge doing their ridiculous stuff, totally unnecessarily. Um, I think we did lose a little bit of like our swagger. So we're, we're playing fine, but I feel like that swagger is contagious and I do think we are missing a little bit of it. Yeah. Well, speaking of that fun side, I, in a, I have a three items in a minute and 30 seconds here between the thirty-three fifty mark and the thirty-five twenty mark. Dest is dispossessed by Raymond. He misses Musa, gives it away with a pass. And then he misses Ballo's feet. Um, you know, just got to call balls and strikes here, folks. 37th minute, Wes blows by Noah Powder, gets tackled from behind in midfield, and it's the second yellow for the 25-year-old from Edison, New Jersey. He gets sent off. Um, he plays for, I think, the Northern Colorado Hailstorm in USL League One. Uh, and that's it for him. They're down to 10 men. It didn't really change the game that much, if we're honest, though. May, yeah, I mean, it made created more work for Trinidad, but yeah, that's what I'd say. It didn't change the flow of the game, uh, which continued to take place entirely at Trinidad's end. Uh, it absolutely changes the, the job required of Trinidad of each Trinidad player. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically sure. the now the now three in midfield. Cause they basically just moved to like a five, three, one instead of a five, four, one. Uh, so those three guys had to do a lot of, a lot of shifting. That's a, that's a long penalty kill. Yeah, man. <laughs> How many more hockey references? This is all we're doing. We're going to keep doing it. Um, 39th minute, we get to see some of Jedi's limitations. Geos uh, plays at him at the edge of the box to Jedi, so he's working this half space at the moment. Jedi tries to slip Ballo in. I mean, it's on. The run is on. The pass is on. It's perf- If the weight is right, Ballo just runs onto it and lashes it with his left foot. Um but the pass is just hit with a frying pan. It's way too heavy. And uh, that was that. Yeah. And so we, this one came up on the, uh, on the Colin show because uh, one, just love Gio again, effortlessly doing this Two, the, the idea from Jedi is great here. So when we talk about 
our ideas of how to break down the block. Like this is exactly, this is a fantastic pattern, right? Like the timing is all there and it's just a, a missed touch from Jedi when a really subtle one was needed and he just hit a little too much on it. And so then just like with finishing that we talk about a ton, like no one is going to execute perfectly on every, everything they attempt. So it's just about the, the volume. So we didn't, we just didn't have enough even of these uh, in our comfortable three zero win with 26 shots on, on, towards target i'll say uh we didn't we didn't have enough of these like types of moments where the even the thought was there like we still have to add more uh soccer brain stuff to our games Mm -hmm. i mean and i i do think that a lot of that for me a lot of what was missing was from malik because he's the guy who we all think has that those ideas and he's he's gonna have to put some of them onto the onto the field he does have them. I mean, we've seen him with PSV do these things. And, I mean, I know the competition he's playing against is not that great. But, but the, it's yeah, not worse than what we, what we played the, last night. The yeah. hailstorm. Uh, it's not. But also, again, this is where this, this is a different uh, style than what I think Malik is, Malik is generally playing. Like, yeah, you know, Eredivisie yeah. is not famed for their low block defenses. Uh, right. That's... That, those games get wide open. They spend a lot of time up two or three goals where the other team is already either checked out or spread out thinking they might try to at least score one. Um, so this is, this is a different, this was a different sort of a nut to crack. That's true. Yeah. 40th minute. Kevin does well to dispossess a guy just inside our half, but then drives forward and dribbles into a car crash with big center back, Aubrey David, both players down for a while. Um, turns out they were okay. And then in the 44th minute, he gets the wind knocked out of him by the, by the ball. I just wanted to reach through the TV and hand him a Capri Sun right then and there. Um, but he, you know, that's it. Uh, he's young. He's young. Uh, gotta say also on the other end of the age spectrum, Tim Ream was good. I mean, not much to do back there, but defensively, uh, Defensively, not much to do, but you really appreciate. I really appreciate the quality of his distribution. Like the weight is always pretty good, and it's to the correct foot. And uh, it, I just kind of marvel at his ascension since yes. the summer of 2022. It's it's He's, it's fantastic. Anytime the camera pans to him, because we have such a. I mean, our team is all children, and then you, you know, get a close up of Tim Ream. It's like we have one grizzled player out there. Yeah. Grandpa Timothy. Um, okay, yeah, there's some other stuff in the first half, but I don't think we need to get into it too much. Um, I wish we were better in the critical moments, but it wasn't that bad of a half in for me on rewatch. So I'll just I'll say I wish we were better in the critical moments. I also don't think that we created enough of those critical moments. So I, I'm okay. not saying we're off the hook. I just feel like. Uh, it's it's not like an easy one to just be like it was all this player so i don't even want even when i'm saying i want more from malik like we just uh we just it's gonna take a bit for us to be like all right we how do we get from where we are now uh to getting some of these moments creating more danger uh specifically when we don't have a tim Wea or or christian pulsick who's been known to create some danger Mm -hmm. uh out on the field yeah i I mean, the the 
sometimes you need a semi-critical moment to go right before you get to the critical moment. You know, you need to have a, you need to be good in this in this sort of critical moment. And I don't think we were good in those moments either. I mean, well, generally speaking. So one of the Bob Morocco comments that I think uh, hit for me was when he said we basically a team we need to have at least like two geo level uh, <laughs> critical moment guys and. Uh, that's definitely paraphrasing because I've combined things, but uh, yeah, and, and since we already have one geo, we we aren't necessarily just going to have another one because we we aren't blessed that way. Um, especially if Malik isn't going to be that guy, but at least like in the aggregate, can it can a few other guys sort of combine over the course of a game to give us that, and that's what we are that's what we are missing. So I'm coming down hardest on Malik, but it it could come from you know Kevin Paredes needs to have couple more of those moments where he does it in a game like this yeah i really have confidence that malik will sort it out um much more confidence than i have in Paredes sorting it out and i'm totally open to Paredes sorting it out too okay um, good because someone will come after you if you're not giving yeah oh yeah there, i know one guy in particular who will come <laughs> after me he will he's gonna come after me for what i've said already um there's no going back uh Okay, at the half, Neville Hackshaw comes on. He's the, he was the portly one for uh, Ryan Telfer at the half. Gotta say, he wasn't too bad, Hackshaw. No, he was sturdy. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. that. I, and um, let's get into the second half timelines. A lot, a lot happened. Uh, 52nd minute, decent sequence. Jedi strides forward, squares it for Geo. He slips it out wide to Dest, who dribbles into the defender. This I, I kind of wanted Geo to just shoot from the edge of the box once in this game i don't think he did if i remember correctly um but you know i like the unselfishness too but boy we're a long ways from that 2017 yeah. world cup it's a classic unselfish geo <laughs> yeah i said yeah the 2019 u17 world cup um 53rd minute good slip slip pass through the lines from west to tillman and uh tillman let it run when he maybe could have just reached out and taken a touch and it, it gets smothered by the goalkeeper but it's, i it's tough it was i mean like i i'd gotta say wes overcooks it just slightly so oh so slightly yeah just so barely. it's one of those where uh maybe tillman gets a touch maybe wes should just get the proper weight on it <laughs> malik gets a header on a clipped cross from geo that's pretty tame in the 54th minute um did it seem un, like weirdly tame like this seemed as as it was developing, I was like, "Here we go. We have Malik, Malik, and he's gonna he's gonna get to this. Like the defender can't stop this." And yeah, he, he's got it just seemed really uh really soft. I think he was trying to go back across, you know, completely back. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's, some weird spin on it. That's the weight he put on it. He put the weight on it as though he was tr- gonna knot it down for a teammate, but he was doing it to the other team's goalkeeper as a defender would if they were trying to give their goalkeeper a ball to collect. It just seemed weird. I'm not again. Just, these are these are difficult, so I'm not trying to say like he effed this up, but it just it was it was a uh, it was visually strange to me. It was a very very tame header, Greg. I I agree. <laughs> Some more uh, Giovanni adoration on tap here. Fifty fifth minute, a zipped ball from Jedi across the penalty marker for Gio. He turns. It's not the most elegant turn, but it is effective he turns with like three defenders on him takes a couple touches and has a has a shot that's pretty respectable low and hard it's just right at the keeper but um that work in tight space is uh 
is special, I think, even against an opponent like this. So this is the one where I I, I both ding him and I adore him because uh, the ball comes in. It's, it, it's coming in hot, but it's it's handleable to get a shot off before the three players collapse on him. So his first touch lets him down a little bit here. Hmm. And honestly, I think that's what his his post-shot reaction was. He had like a frustration moment um, because if he handles it cleanly with his first touch, he gets to pick where he wants to shoot. Um, and instead, since he has to now swivel, which again, it's incredible that he can still do this. He swivels and manages to beat three players to create a shot anyway. Uh, he has less choice in the matter. So then it ends up being fizzed directly at the goalkeeper. Yeah. Could have maybe gone far post. I guess that's what you call it, the post to the right of him. Dest, I just noticed Dest is really getting into crossing mode here. A lot oh, of it's, like. It's incredible. The, so <laughs> Dest had one cross in the first half, and then starting in like the 50, yeah, 55th minute. 53rd minute uh he has i think he has 12 crosses in the in the last 40 minutes is that right 12 of them yeah, he's just I'm pretty he's sure just, he's just doing the david beckham like stand yes. still and whip it in <laughs> geo was doing it bad geo was doing it pretty bad in the first half where uh geo and mckenny both are very confident in their ability to like stand right on the ball pick their head up and then like clip it directly onto the head of somebody 35 yards away. They're not necessarily that great at it, <laughs> but they both are sure that they can. And yeah. so they do that a lot. Uh, and then, so Dest definitely got, uh, got that bug in the second half of the last 30 minutes. Yeah. It was, um, you know, mostly ineffective. Uh, 57th minute, Musa has that hit from distance, reminiscent of that one that was called back at Valencia a little bit. Not hit quite as pure as that one, but... It's a good hit and a good save from Denzel Smith, right? It was a pretty good save, wasn't it? Yeah, I give him great, yeah. a lot of credit for that. Good save to push the rebound well clear of anything because that's what we get a lot of times uh, against some of these weaker teams is those little goalkeeping things where they might make the save, but the rebound they give is real ugly and we get to pounce on that. And there, weren't, there wasn't really any of that, partly because so many of our shots went out for goal kicks. That's true, yeah. I just noticed that he had his feet firmly on the ground at the moment of contact when mm. Musa hit it. There you go. Good and, power uh, step, good extension yeah. dive. Mm-hmm. 57-minute mark. Reem misses that header on the Geo set piece after that Musa hit. Uh, I mean, miss is kind of a harsh way to say it. It was close. He uh, just almost skimmed the the post on the far post. Bit of a handball check from the from the studio, but not enough there. And uh, play continues. The handball would have been on the defender marking Ream if it were were to have been called. Yeah, we we definitely seem like we're knocking, and this is where I was starting to feel pretty good that something was coming. Yeah, yeah, I think I I think I felt the same way, roughly. Uh, Paredes and Jedi combine in the 60th minute. And Jedi slides a square into McKenney, who gets taken from, down from behind in the box. A penalty was awarded and then retracted. Wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a nice way to get the winner, I don't think. <laughs> but it was probably a penalty, in my opinion. I, um, think, I think that tells you like, where we, how worried we were when people were just like, oh, we don't want to win it like this. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to score a goal the normal way, so let's, let's earn it instead of taking the penalty. Yeah, that's true. 64th minute, McKenny floats another one across from the right this time, and it skips through to Kevin. He takes it on his chest and then leans back and volleys it 
uh, over the bar. And then we get some subs. Peppy for Tillman and Brendo for Kevin. And our subs were, generally speaking, better than theirs. And it did, it did start, we did start to grind them down. 68th minute, a lovely little find from Geo to pick out Brendan in a, in a pocket in the box. This is, uh, I, maybe you, maybe you should describe this because I think you were really impressed with this in the moment, right? Yeah. I, from, this was probably my favorite play of the game. <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, the question is always like, how do you break down a low block? How do you break down a low block? And again, sometimes the answer is have Gio Rain on the field, right? And so the idea is we'd love to have a second player who does this. Uh, but it's it's nothing. Like, it comes from nothing. It's just we're passing around the outside of the block. Uh, Reina, little triangle with Musa and Pepe. Uh, hits it in, Reina gets it back, hits it into McKenney's feet. We're still outside their block. We don't have anything, right? Uh, McKenney gives it back to Gio at the corner of the box. He's outside of the box. And Trinidad's block is fully set. It's still fully committed in a 0-0 game. And Reyna just like dribbles forward in total control, approaches the uh, the perimeter of the block, and then just ever so delicately lifts the ball six and a half yards uh, to Brendan Aronson in the midst of this sea of bodies and puts it on Brendo's shooting foot from 14 yards away with a totally wide open shooting lane. And Brendo does everything pretty much right, uh, curls it just past the far post, so it misses by a foot and a half. Um, but this is like when you want to know how you break down a low block, it's you have Gio Rain out there, and you give him the ball, and you let him make decisions. Yeah, it was a, the, it was a surprising pick out. You know? it, we, he, gave, he didn't ever let on that he was going to do that, and then he just all of a sudden, the outside of his boot just sort of struck out and... Um, yeah, like you said, lifted it over to Brendan. And a good first touch from Brendan. Just couldn't just couldn't bend it enough to get it in at the far post. Yeah, in the in the past, like direct set first touch from Brendo, like Brendo doesn't have to kill it dead. Just I mean the the pass brings it across Brendo's face yeah. uh, to let him open his hips up. And it's just perfect, right? It's it's absolutely perfect. And uh we were it, for me it's it's even like it's a better chance than the one we end up scoring on. Uh to open things. So this is how you if you want to, if you want to know how, how you're gonna like beat teams that are packed in, it's with this kind of thing, mm-hmm. or at least this is this is a very good way to do it. Yeah, I just love watching Gio Reyna play. I can't <laughs> I can't understand. You know, there there's some, there are people here and there who say he's playing poorly or like he's he's not our best ten. And man, well, uh, it's. I we will keep saying this too. It's because he's so effortless. He, I mean, this doesn't look anything crazy, right? But you think about what is actually created, what the what the picture looks like when he receives the ball, and then what he creates with with like no fanfare whatsoever. Uh, right, it's just fantastic. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. No fanfare. Um, sixty nine minute mark. Just Dest is just just cranking the ball into the box just over and over and over and on this one he hits uh so he does like two in a row one gets like sent back out to him recycled back out to him and then he hits ballo square on like square on the waist and uh ballo tries to volley it in from about the penalty marker and whiffs so everybody you know nobody's perfect uh 71 minute mark jedi whips another one in and it meets peppy at the penalty marker he can't control it he kind of short hops him and he loses possession. Uh, you know, 
I'm, I'm so it's not just yeah, it definitely is not just Dest who who goes cross nuts here. So we had three times as many crosses in the second half as we had in the first. Uh, three times as many shots as well. So some correlation there. This also, of course, uh, coincides with Trinidad getting tired and being a player down. Uh, but I was pausing on a lot of these crosses, and they weren't like a lot of them weren't like terrible crossing situations. Uh, Trinidad just even with all of their commitment to the low block, you you could look and be like, okay, well, when, when Gio looks up here, he sees either three on three or sometimes like three and three and a half on three, three on two and a half mm-hmm. uh, numbers wise. So it's like, all right, you could see throwing it in there and seeing if we either uh, get the first one or are able to pick up the scraps. Um, and and there, the other thing to keep in mind is there's zero threat of Trinidad coming out on the counter. So one of the drawbacks to crosses is, you know, you send your players running into the box, cross it, and it's cleared out 30 yards by big header and all your guys are running the wrong way, and you're at risk for counterattack. Zero risk of any counterattack here from Trinidad. Right. There was, uh, well, I'll just skip ahead to it, but in the 80th minute, a, a really, I thought, bad cross from Eunice. Yeah, he had a um, couple. <laughs> the decision and the execution. Yeah, I mean, he was in like, he was in like a 30-yard island of <laughs> space. Like, nobody even near him, and he's just like, oh, I'll just whack it into the box. Um. Well, okay, we got a few other things here. 73rd minute, Dest steps around a guy at the top of the box and has a good left-footed shot um, from there. I mean, hits it really hard, and it's saved by the keeper, And but right in front of him. I, I kind of wish uh, Pepe and Ballo had been a little more Johnny on the spot there, but um, maybe it wouldn't have mattered. But it's not a good hit from Dest. Yeah, we like that, and that, that might have been our rebound opportunity from, from this keeper, who was otherwise pretty solid. Yeah. 78th minute, a lot of stuff happening now. But uh, I did notice that Gio, he tried to skip around Hackshaw, the portly guy, and couldn't get a shot off. I mean, he, he like, Hackshaw actually bodied him a little bit. <laughs> you know, everybody's making fun of Hackshaw, but, like, he's he's in, a, like, a 1v1 against our best player and forces him to, to square it over to Wes. Wes uh, lifts it across the, the box, and it kind of skips through to Jedi. He squares it for Brendo at the penalty marker, um, and Brendo scuffs it first time with his left foot. There's another scramble in front of the goal with Pepe and Ballo both there, but the, but the keeper smothers it, and maybe one of them was offside. I, I couldn't tell if the flag went up. Yeah, but it, this was, a, this was a, again, another one of those sort of sneaky good chances that evaporates, and we're all so frustrated that you kind of don't appreciate it for what it was, but uh, decent buildup there. I mean, yeah, Aronson has a pretty much uncontested first time <laughs> shot from 11 yards away. Right. It's not terrible. We're not, we're not like, uh, we aren't just banging our heads against a wall here. Like we're getting looks. Mm-hmm. Brendo gets another chance to shoot on a, another cross from dust in the 79th minute. And he rises and get, makes good contact flashes it wide, kind of similar to the way Reams went wide. Good pace on the header. And then let's get to the goal. 82nd minute, 81.05 on the clock. Jedi has the ball on the left side, just like he has 100 times before, after a speculative cross of his was cleared to Geo and then headed over to him. So Geo just one time heads it over to him, first time heads it over to him. Uh, Jedi picks up his head, and Pepe darts from the penalty marker to the near post, and he just whacks it at that near post. Pepe meets it. I've watched the replay a lot of times. I think he got it with the bottom of his foot and redirected it. 
perhaps on goal, perhaps perhaps just off the leg of the defender who was marking him, and then on goal. And then uh, it's just coming at the goalkeeper so fast, he, he gets a forearm to it. But, um, you know, it's all happening in like a tenth of a second. It's a really difficult save to make, and it's a goal. 1-0 USA. Uh, insane, insane, like uh, impro- improvisation from Pepe here. Uh, just to ha- just to have the wherewithal to mm-hmm. get that boot up for the little flick towards goal to even direct it in that direction. Uh, fantastic. Uh, if it doesn't sneak in through the keeper, uh, the keeper's probably not going to get it clean. So uh, all all good outcomes here from what Pepe's done, and we happen to get the best one. Yeah, another game winner from Pepe. His tenth goal for the national team. I think that breaks him into the top 25 all time. That's amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm thinking of like some of his game winners. He had a game winner against Jamaica in World Cup qualifying in Austin. A, obviously the game winner against Honduras at, uh, at Honduras to get, us, uh, to get us back in that game. And then this game winner here. Which, you know, if we, if we don't score at that point, maybe we never score. You yeah, never know. You don't know. Because it did, because it the goals, the chances and the chances were already coming thick and fast. But then the goals started coming uh, as well. I thought Brendan looked pretty good. Um, I just wanted to say that at this moment in the game. Um, just look at me just saying something without evidence. Uh, I can't remember why I thought that at that moment. But the next goal happens at the 85 minute mark. It's uh, Geo lifts another cross in the box. It's headed away. And collected by Gio at the top of the box. He takes a touch and has a hit and puts it top ends. I th- think it grazed the defender's head yeah. between him and the goalie. But it it uh, it does, but there's there's still no doesn't it only takes away a little. It's still a fantastic strike. Uh I, I think again, I like this decision from Jedi. It's we we miss the long range shot, you know, that's kind of being phased out of the game. Uh, so you just have to appreciate them when they, when they actually happen and score. Well, uh, the thing is it might've gone right at the keeper if it didn't graze the defender's head. I thought, I thought the keeper was already working to dive towards the post and I thought the deflection just lifted it slightly to where either the keeper just had no hope of getting that, that far out and that high, or he had already started to go like medium height and it just went, uh, the the yeah. deflection took it over. So I'm that's why I'm still giving Jedi a lot of the credit here. Okay. It's important Get, to know to determine how much credit he actually gets for the, the banger and how much yeah, out of a hundred credit points, how many <laughs> points does he get? I'm gonna say seventy four. We uh, get a fantastic backflip from Jedi. Uh just full acrobats. Uh and then and then they go hunting again. Yep. We get a nice chance for Pepe in the 87th. Musa kind of reluctantly dribbles into the box and, uh, you know, dances on it and then pokes it to Brendo, who does a... I've, this is maybe my favorite thing from Brendo in the whole game, a clever yeah. little Real layoff uh, in extremely tight space. Just plays it with his left foot over to Pepe, um, who is, you know, right in front of the goal. I mean, there's a lot of bodies between him and the goal, but this is a great shooting chance, and he takes a shot with his left foot. It gets deflected wide of frame. Again, uh, you know, my condolences to the to the producer, but I wish we could have gotten a replay of this, uh, a better replay. Yeah, uh, but 
again, really nice. And this was this was probably Musa's best attacking move of the game. This is what we've been looking for. This was his opportunity. This whole match to do things like this. Uh, but he was he was he was threatening. Like he was in there, like doing some stepovers, getting mm-hmm. some people to move. Uh, I don't know if it was his intention to get it over to Brendo, but it worked I don't out know that either. way. <laughs> uh, it definitely yeah. was Brendo's intention to to play it back to Pepe. Yep, I think. real real good stuff from Brendo to set up Pepe there, and uh, uh, again, probably a better chance than the one Pepe converts, so balances out nicely. Eighty mm-hmm. eighth minute, Ballo misses a chance. Uh, Geo slides it out to Jedi. Uh, you know, you you go back and look at all these chances. It's, I don't know how many of what percentage of them, but a lot of them. Uh, the pass before the pass comes from Gio Reyna. Anyway, he slides it out to Jedi. Jedi whips it across. Ballo meets it at the six and just pops it over and has a smile. You know, should have put it, could have, I'll say this, could have put it on frame. <laughs> He'll score his share. Uh, I had, I, I had to like uh, take a long, hard look because before we'd started scoring all these goals, I had maybe made a comment in the Discord uh, about Tim Weah perhaps becoming our new left back. And then within, within like minutes, it was like Jedi assist, Jedi goal, Jedi yeah. <laughs> sets up Balo for a sitter, Jedi sets up Brendo for a shot from eight yards out, and then Jedi entry pass into Gio Reyna, dummied for Balo gun. You take it from there. Yeah, well, that, yeah, this was, the, this was the nicest goal of the game. Geo dummies it right at right in zone fourteen. It goes to Ballo and Ballo just real quick thinking. Um, one touches it into space for Geo. The weight on that pass is perfect. Uh, it just kind of it kind of nestles on the grass right in front of Geo, and he takes he takes a, a first time smash with his left foot, and then at the near post, just flowing gorgeous soccer. And Geo doesn't even celebrate. He's just running back. He's like, we need more boys we need more um i do think maybe his shot was deflected too did you notice this i didn't know i didn't notice it was deflected i was still just in awe of the technique he uses here with that left uh it's like a strange like a rubbery foot to really slap it (laughs) uh because i mean he's not really running at he kind of has to run away from goal just ever so slightly to to get to that pass and so he like rubber foots his leg to get his leg moving more towards the goal than not. I don't know. I was just like, man, I'm going to adore this kid for several cycles. He has a lot of different techniques. I, I'm not, um, somebody's going to disagree with me. I'm not a hundred percent sure it's deflected, but on the, on the replay from behind the goal, it kind of looks like the ball was heading. Maybe like he was trying to go far post and it got redirected near post or maybe like trying to five hole the keeper or something. He would say, do, you think, do you think he would ever say? Do you think he would ever say it was deflected or not? No, he's not interested in the discourse. <laughs> you know? Well, uh, yeah, we, we didn't get it. I mean, we've seen a lot of celebrations from him that we've, uh, you know, dissected. So um, I wish we could have gotten one, but but what we end up getting is like the... Uh, it reminded me of Pulisic in one of his... Uh, Chelsea games where he'd scored like three times against Liverpool and their big comeback. And he was just like, he gets the ball and he's just like, nope, no time to celebrate. Like, winding yeah. the team up. Let's go. Let's go. We got to get more. They were down 3 2 in that game, I think, right? Go. And then ended up losing 4 2, I believe. 
So that made that made it three zero, and uh, you know there was some other stuff that happened, but that's pretty much it. Game over. Um, Tie over. Series over. Uh, at two zero, it's like all right, miracles can happen. Uh, at three zero, that's it. We're into the Copa, guys. Yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping that we have a, a more fun game in Trinidad than we had in Austin to watch on Monday night. I mean, not very likely, but you know anything can happen. Uh, we play them. Monday night, Port of Spain, to you know officially punch our ticket to the Copa, and then you know we got to make plans for Nations League in March in Dallas. I mean, it sounds like Austin was a good time, so I guess for for the fans who went, so I'm sure I'm sure Dallas will be as well. I don't know that too many people are going to Port of Spain, but no. Well, I think Max in Montana is. There we go. But shout out to everybody who came out last night and met up with Vince at Turnstile. They jumped on the on the call in show. It seems like they were having fun. And uh, you know, any closing thoughts, Greg? Uh, Give me. You got to give me your eleven for Monday. If it or do you even do you even think it matters? No, it matters to me a great deal. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, same eleven except Brendan for Kevin. And Kevin can come in off the bench and continue to grow as a player. But I, w- I want to see I want to see how it looks with Brendo out there. Uh, what about Reem? Does Reem get to play again, or do we pack pack Reem on ice and store him? Yeah, I guess I should say same eleven with Brendo replacing Kevin, and I don't care who the center backs are. Richards and CCV. I'm okay. I, I actually strongly want Richards and CCV to get minutes uh, in that game. Even though I don't think they're necessarily going to be tested, it'll be more. There'll be there'll be more things to worry about in that game than there will be in this one. Even though the scoreline is basically settled, yeah. Uh, I assume. I assume, like again, just quality of field just adds, uh, like the surface. If the surface is even a little bit dodgy, that adds so much stress to defenders' lives. So uh, you can't take anything for granted. So I want Richards and CCV in sort of that slightly more stressful situation. No, no own goals between the two of them in Trinidad. I think is what I'm calling. Uh, I want no. I want Paredes to get back out there. I feel like we gotta we gotta let him go again, uh, and and like prove it one way or the other. Either prove that uh, that you can offer more, or prove that you're fine, but you're not anything that we like have to have on there right now. Again, he's he's what he's 16 years old, so he's not 16. There's there's plenty of time here, but if he wants to be a guy that we have to have right now, like show us a little bit of something. Yeah. I guess otherwise, I can see the argument for that, but, but what are, what about consequences, you know, consequences for actions, Greg, <laughs> I demand punitive justice for, for being somewhat ineffective. Cause again, that's, that is sort of the other thing. Like if, if it's three zero, uh, when some of this stuff is happening, Predis isn't what he's doing. Isn't really going to stand out. Cause mostly he's just, not standing out he's not like doing a ton of terrible stuff he just isn't really standing out and it's frustrating when it's like we need you to do something it's like you have to you have to be somebody who is doing something yeah okay yeah i want brendo to start all right but um but i brendo um anybody need a break on monday does geo need a break does wes it wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me at all if we gave anyone and up to everyone a break, other than CCV. Like CCV's got to play. Give me CCV, and I really want Malik to play. But uh, and 
and obviously Paredes. But everyone else could, like, you could put Luca for McKenney. You could put Scally for Dest. You could give me uh, big, goofy Lund for Jedi. Uh, Maloney. Can we get Maloney in there? I wouldn't, Maloney for Musa. It would, that would all be fine for me. It's just go out there and give us some competent soccer. Carry, yeah. each, over, carry each other over uh, the, the lake that surrounds the field and then give us competent soccer. <laughs> yeah. I just wor- I really worry about how the team looks without Dest. It's just not. I mean, I know he's he's not the he's not perfect player or anything, but and Scally for Dest, I think that changes who we are as a team dramatically. Maybe not in this game where we're we're just like shoving it down their throat the whole time, but well, it's not. And, and I guess what I'd say is it's not going to changes to a team that gives up three goals to Trinidad, I don't think. So that's where I'm like, let's let let's give Scally a chance to like seize it. You know, he's gotta he's gotta give give me something positive instead of, you know, where I feel like right now people are at is just Dest is somewhat of a liability. So we'll default to I guess better defender Joe Scally. Like I want to see Scally do some stuff. Yeah. I want to be entertained on Monday night. <laughs> and um and therefore I want Dest to start. All right. All right. Hey, um, thanks everybody for listening. Check out, check us out on Patreon. Uh, if you are so inclined, lots of stuff on there. Link is in the show notes. Have a great weekend. We'll see you.